is the boy from Kansas. Welcome back to another episode of the Wichita Life Podcast. My name is Landon. Our first sponsor today is Erica with Midwest Fresh Homes. If you hadn't noticed, the housing market is hot right now. It is the definition of a seller's market. That brings up the question, is now a good time to sell? Head over to MidwestFreshHomes.com and get your free home valuation today. Our next sponsor is Il Primo Espresso Cafe. We recently did a favorite coffee bracket challenge on Instagram and Twitter. After hundreds of votes, Il Primo came out as the winner for both brackets. Check out Il Primo today. This episode is a little bit different. Rachel from Uncovering Kansas invited me on to tell my story. Uncovering Kansas is very similar to Wichita Life in that it is trying to tell the story of all the awesome people in Kansas and different places in Kansas. Enjoy my conversation with Rachel on Uncovering Kansas podcast. This is Uncovering Kansas, a podcast about people, culture, travel, and enterprise in Kansas. I'm Rachel Berbilia, your host, native Kansan, and self-proclaimed Kansas ambassador. Thank you for joining us. Hello, Kansas. Welcome to another episode of Uncovering Kansas. This month, we're going to be uncovering a lot about Wichita. I'm talking with Landon Huslig from Wichita Life ICT, which uh, is on a mission to highlight all the really cool things that are going on in Wichita. And we have a really interesting conversation that I think you'll enjoy. And before we get into the interview, I just want to remind everybody to uh, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review us. It helps other people find us. And of course, the other way people find us is if you tell your friends about us. Uh, as a small independent uh, podcast, we only grow through word of mouth. So we really appreciate your support. And I'd like to give a shout out to Martha, who sent in really kind words to us about how much she enjoys the podcast and to thank you, Martha, for buying the travel journal. We do have a Kansas travel journal that we're selling to help cover some of the costs of the podcast. And it is a great gift. Uh, Mother's Day is coming up here in a couple of months. If you think about maybe think about that, it's about 200 pages. It covers all of the uh, counties and gives you a place to list all of the places that you visit in each county, as well as plenty of journaling pages so that you can write your experiences. Jeff and I really believe that uh, one of the biggest benefits of travel is the experience that you have, the people that you meet. A couple weekends ago, we just took a drive just to get out of the house. Uh, and we were in Lynn County and ran across a field full of eagles, including one huge bald eagle. And, you know, that's the thing we're going to remember about that trip is that we just happened upon this field full of eagles and what an amazing sight it was. So if you'd like to support the podcast, you can buy the travel journal on Amazon or on our website. And we really appreciate your support. I'd also like to send a shout out to Roger, who contacted us with a great episode idea that we're going to be exploring. And so thank you, Roger, for sending in an idea. If you have an idea for an episode that we could do, don't hesitate to reach out. You can reach out through our website, 
And also the email is simply uncoveringkansas at outlook.com. All right, a couple of things that come up in the interview with Landon that I just wanted to follow up on. We talk about the Keeper of the Plains, the statue, and just to follow up, it was uh, established in 1974, and it's 44 feet tall. And I also mentioned uh, a drive along a highway from Medicine Lodge to Clearwater to see the Gypsum Hills. And just to clarify, that is Highway 160, and I highly recommend that drive. And then it is a day trip. From Coronado Heights to Mushroom Rocks, it's only about 30 miles. And so um, uh, that's definitely something you can visit both of those places in one day. There's just a 30-mile drive between them. Sit back and relax and enjoy my conversation with Landon Huslig from Wichita Life ICT. Today, I'm really excited to take a little bit of a deep dive into Wichita, which is an area we haven't done a lot of uh, uncovering when it comes to the podcast. And so I'm really excited to have Landon Huslig join me. He's with Wichita Life ICT. Welcome, Landon. Thank you, Rachel. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. So tell folks what Wichita Life ICT is. Sure. Yeah, so Wichita Life ICT it started out as pretty much just some social media platforms and it's grown into now a podcast and I do a weekly newsletter now. Um, but kind of going back to the beginning, my wife and I grew up around Wichita in Andover. Actually, we were high school sweethearts and then went to Wichita State together. Um, we both graduated in May of 2015 and then I went straight to work for Coke Industries. And so um, as a pipeline engineer, we moved down to Corpus Christi, Texas for most of 2016 before moving back to Wichita after just about a year. Um, But in that year, a lot of my friends from either high school or college had kind of moved away to cooler or better cities in their opinion, I guess. So Kansas City, Denver, San Francisco, kind of the bigger cities. Um, And so when I came back, it was probably, I think it was May of 2017. So about six months after we moved back from Corpus and I had started an Instagram page, which was funny because I never really even used my personal Instagram. And so I started posting pictures of kind of what I liked about Wichita, like restaurants. Um, the Keeper of the Plains is a pretty big icon around here, um, which we can talk a little bit more about that. Um, restaurants, uh, artists, photographers around town. Um, and it, it kind of took off. And so it started growing pretty fast. And then uh, one day, my wife, Candice, actually saw that saw me posting on Instagram, which I never did on my personal one. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I've been meaning to tell you. And so she actually (laughs) didn't even know about it, which is pretty funny. But I was kind of, I wanted to build it to a point where it was actually something before I told her. And so it was probably at four or 5,000 followers, which was pretty big at the time. Um, But it was just funny because she didn't know anything about it. But from there, um, it grew into kind of a Facebook, Twitter. And then in 2018, which I looked back and I think we joked about this before, but we started our podcast this one and then the Wichita Life podcast within a few days of each other without knowing anything about the other <laughs> one. So it's kind of funny how that happened. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it took off. And so first of all, I love, I've got this concept in my head now of, I can't, I can't think of what TV channel it is, but there's a, one of the TV channels, they have all these like uh, reality shows, like I married a serial killer or yeah. whatever, and your wife could be, I married a, a secret Instagram star. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It, it was really funny, <laughs> but funny. she's, 
since then, I mean, she's always been super supportive. It was just really funny and kind of random to her that that happened. It was <laughs> random to me too. So, yeah. So what, what were you, what were you hoping to, to accomplish when you started it? Just literally just to share things out or did yeah. you have an idea for what you were going to grow it into? Um, honestly, I had no clue. Um, I still am <laughs> trying to figure that out right now. Um, but early on, I think it was more of just, again, a lot of my friends had moved away and I was just kind of showing an appreciation for what I like in Wichita. Um, cause I, a lot of people say there's nothing to do here. Um, but really there is a lot of stuff to do. There's a really cool art culture here. There's incredible food, um, of all different kinds and cultures. Um, and I just started, yeah, again, posting things that I liked and I enjoy about Wichita. And a big part of it was once it started growing to a certain point, people started sharing, whether they're photographers, um, professional photographers, or just hobby photographers that would take really cool pictures of drone footage of down at the city at downtown or different things like that. And they started sharing those with me um, via tagging me or kind of direct message. And so then I started posting those and it kind of just snowballed. So today we have over 21,000 followers on Instagram and people are sending me, I mean, I get quite a few pictures a day or per week that I kind of just post those and it just kind of builds on itself. Yeah. And, and what I like about it as somebody who is not from Wichita is I kind of feel like I'm getting a little bit of a behind the scenes or more of a local understanding because you know, with a with a a site that's been developed specifically for travel by a travel agency or something like that, you know, there's a little bit of um, uh, the usual suspects. I think sure. maybe kind of way to to, to describe it. And uh, but I do follow you on Facebook, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I feel like oh, I'm learning about something that I wouldn't otherwise learn about since I'm not from there. Sure. Uh, through, you know, some of the more, I guess, traditional kinds of, of ways to learn about a city that you're not from. So and and, you know, it, it adds to the list of things that I'm looking forward to uh, doing next time I'm in, in Wichita. So so. OK, so let's go back. So you've got the social media um, accounts and and I think you said you have a newsletter, too. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, uh, yeah, I can talk about that a little bit if you'd like me to. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think it was probably last June. I think initially it started out as I just wanted to do the a podcast, kind of a weekly update podcast. Um, I, I like watching a lot of YouTube videos. And so I watched some like weekly or daily kind of news type podcasts. And so I was like, that'd be kind of cool to do for Wichita. So I would cover, I mean, kind of the top four or five news stories, um, kind of in my own words, um, summed up. So you wouldn't have to go read the local newspaper if you didn't have to, or like read a full article. Um, and then mm-hmm. I would say like five or 10 of the upcoming events of that week. And so I started doing that for a while. Um, I was doing that for a couple of months and then I was like, okay, I'm doing the, I'm already gathering all this information. I might as well kind of start building up like an email list. And so I started doing that yeah. in June or so. Um, and again, I didn't put a whole lot of time or effort into it. Um, and that was probably, probably June or July of last year. Um, and then this last fall, early winter, um, I got really into kind of the morning brew. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but it's kind of a, a daily email newsletter that's all kinds of like tech, news, um, entertainment, that kind of stuff. And so that inspired me. I'm like, okay, the newsletter business is kind of a big thing. And so I started putting some more time into it. I dropped the podcast portion of that Wichita Weekly Update um, just because it wasn't really, the numbers were kind of dropping week over week. Um, and I decided to focus that time that I was spending kind of 
the little editing I was doing on that weekly update podcast and put it a little bit more effort into how I formatted and spent a little more time growing the actual email newsletter portion of that. So that's been a, a big focus this year. Um, we've almost doubled already um, just since January. And so it's been a lot of fun to kind of broaden it outside of just whether it's the the normal podcast I do and the social media. It's just another avenue to kind of show people what Wichita has to offer. Yeah. And so you just spend time researching to put it together or yeah, do you have so, people yeah, so, feeding you information? Um, kind of both. So initially, yeah. kind of my first steps I take is I look at um, on Google News. Um, if you just search Google News, you can either look at world news, tech news, or you can filter it by your local area. And so that's kind of the first place I look. And so it'll it kind of congregates already. Um, the Wichita Business Journal, the Wichita Eagle, um, some of the local bloggers, um, even some of the blogs I put out kind of get filtered into this feed. And so I kind of start <laughs> there and then um, pick the top four or five stories and then go to Facebook, kind of see what events are coming up the next week. Um, I usually try to include like a trivia question just for fun, um, highlight like a local Instagram account and some cool pictures. So it's kind of like a one-stop shop for all kinds of cool stuff that's happening in Wichita, just so people can kind of stay up to date um, if they don't want to go, again, read a full article or look through all these different sources. I can uh, sum it up in two or three sentences for each story. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so, uh, and of course, I want to take a, a deep dive into your podcast. Yeah. So I, I, it is funny that we started at the same time and to some extent we have a similar kind of uh, mission, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we're both trying to, because that's the reason I started Uncovering Kansas, because just like you said, I, all of a sudden I was like, you know what, we need to be highlighting all the cool stuff we've got going on in this state. Yeah. You're, so I am a listener of your podcast and have been for a, a while. And so for everybody out there, it's Wichita Life by CT Podcast. Um and available on anywhere you find podcasts. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and um, so I, I talk a little bit about how, how you find your guests and, and over just a, the general idea of what kinds of things you're covering on the podcast. Sure. Um, yeah, so it started out, um, I am an engineer by trade. Um, that's still my full-time job. And so with that, I don't really have to talk to a lot of outside customers or anything like that. So I end up listening to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts at work. And so sitting there, I'm just oh, like, you know, lucky. yeah, it's, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. And so I'm just like, you know, I could, I could do that listening to like a Joe Rogan or a Tim Ferriss or how I built this with Guy Raz. I'm like, there's a lot of really cool stories around Wichita that just haven't been told. And so the very first episode I did, um, I actually interviewed my youngest brother. He was playing football at Missouri State at the time. He was the quarterback. And so I'm like, hey, Peyton, let's just sit down. Let's set the phone <laughs> on the table and start recording just to see if I'm any good at this. Like I had a list of questions prepared and see if it's even possible. And I can go through the editing and see how that looks. Um, and then I started just writing down pretty much anybody's name that I could find or figure out either had a either from Wichita or spent time in Wichita um, or anything like that. And so it was, I mean, it's just a really good time of having a, a long form conversation with somebody I want to learn more about or learn their story. And so, I mean, I still have a list that's probably a hundred people long that I'd like to get to, but with full-time job and now a baby and stuff, it, it does <laughs> it's t scheduling my time and kind of balancing my time. Um, it can be difficult, but between my list, it's really fun to see who reaches out and is like, Hey, you should interview this person or, Hey, 
I think I would be a great guest for this reason. And so, for instance, um, there's a lady named Sherry Burkhart who lives in Germany, but she's an author, but she grew up in Wichita. And so she was one of my first mm. 10 episodes. And so I woke up at four or five in the morning and interviewed her. She's over in Germany. So it was just really cool to see. There's a lot of random stories that you would never know about and people yeah. don't know about in Kansas and then specifically Wichita as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm jealous that you've got that lo- that long of a list. My list isn't <laughs> isn't, well, that, isn't quite that long. <laughs> I can uh, assure you, anybody that fits on my list, you could add to your list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did listen to uh, the recently the episode, and I'm trying to remember her name now. Um, you didn't interview her about the African American Museum, but she works there. Oh yes. Uh, Paris Cunningham. Yep. She has a podcast as well. Yeah. 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 And I, uh, I didn't know there was an African-American museum in Wichita. So I didn't I either actually. So, so yeah, I didn't either. shout out to them if they are, are listening. <laughs> uh, there is one person I was going to recommend that you, you should interview. You might've, it was one of my very early podcasts, but Rolf Potts, I'm not sure if you're familiar oh, with his name, but you should reach out. He would definitely do your podcast. You're kidding me because he's on my, he's on that list of people like someday in a dream world. Okay. So I, I thought the exact same thing. And so I reached, he was the number, number six that I interviewed. And so I oh, wow. reached out to him on like a Thursday. I didn't have any podcast equipment at that time. And so, um, he, I was like, Hey, would you, is there any way you'd be interested? I'd love to have you on the podcast. And he's like, yeah, sure. Do you want to do it Tuesday? And so I ended up using like my iPhone headphones as a mic and as headphones because I didn't have time to order anything fast enough. I had to buy some software on my computer to be able to record the interview because I hadn't done any via Zoom or Skype or anything yet. And so I was, I was stressing a little bit, but that was awesome. He's a super nice guy and he would love to do it, I'm sure. Yeah, he's awesome. I love his podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, another so, so for our listeners, another great uh, podcast. It's not about Kansas specifically but you know by a kansan and um so you know kansas one thing i've found getting into podcasting is we have a large number of podcasters and of really successful podcasters in the state and so i don't know how it happened or why why there seems to be that way but we do have a lot of the really big podcasts are are based uh here out of kansas and someday i hope to be on that list <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah so so i think what i like about your your podcast is that the the topics are kind of all over the place it's and and some days it's a uh, about a local business some days it's about a local artist um the episode i just finished listening to in the last few days was the one you did about november with and about mental yeah. health mm-hmm. so just all kinds of topics and and like you said it's really a conversation with people from around about whatever topic it is that they're interested in. Right. Yeah. Um, whatever they're interested in. And I just like to dive into their story. So a lot of the people, it's like, okay, you grew up in Wichita. What was it like growing up in that part of Wichita? Or, uh, yeah. I mean, I grew up in the suburbs, so I don't know what it's like to grow up in the Northeast part of town or to grow up in the 1980s in Wichita. I, I, mean, I don't have that experience. So it's really interesting to hear 
how Wichita has changed since then. And then just to hear their perspective on whatever it is, whether it's playing in the NFL or writing a book or musician, anything like that. It's really interesting. Yeah. And you mentioned um, earlier that there's a big art scene in, in Wichita. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, sure. Um, so I don't know how long it's been around or if it's kind of always been, but there's everything from um, several like kind of art um, statues or just art. I don't want to say exhibit, but they're like kind of outdoor art things around the Wichita State campus. We have several statues downtown Wichita, um, including one that represents, um, I believe it was the first um, like sit in for the um, civil rights movement back in the 60s, I guess. Um, and so that that was really cool at the Dockham um, sit-in downtown. Um, so there's all kinds of stuff like that. And then there's a, there's a focus on kind of artists right now. So I believe it used to be final Friday, and now it's the first Friday, which I know a lot of cities do. Um, but it's the first Friday of every month when the weather's nice. Um, and so I think, I think there was one this last week. But basically, dozens of businesses around town kind of open up on that Friday night and they might have drinks or snacks, music. Um, and again, this is kind of pre-COVID. I don't know how it's changed since then. But then they they highlight one or a couple artists at their venue. And so like a local yeah. painter could go set up at a coffee shop. And so people can kind of bounce around. A lot of them are within walking distance. So you can go to a bunch of these different areas and kind of check out all of the local artists. And so it's really cool to see that. Um, and so there's all that kind of art. And then there's also just like the local music, which um, we have a lot of places where you can um, catch local bands playing or just live music and that kind of thing. But yeah, I think there, there's just always been a, a big focus on art. Um, I guess another thing around Wichita that's really cool. And again, I know a lot of cities have this, but it's just different murals all over the place. And so mm-hmm. uh, there's a few guides online, but if you ever make it down to Wichita anytime soon, you should definitely go check out some of the murals because they're really cool all over downtown on the side of buildings. Um, and then just random places around town. There's some of the coolest murals, like a native American mural, or, um, there's a girl, I think she lives in Kansas city right now. Um, but she's from Wichita and she's finishing up uh, a Martin Luther King jr. Inspired mural. Um, and so there's just so much art and, um, stuff going on. It's cool to see different styles and stuff. Cause I'm not very artistic. The most artistic I get is editing my podcast. So um, it's, it's fun yeah. to see how talented some other people are. Yeah. Yeah. I think you and I are alike, alike like that because I can appreciate art in all of its forms, but <laughs> I can't do it at all. Right. Yeah. This is my creative outlet. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's funny. Uh, so, so I feel like I'm kind of go all over the place here but I got so many questions they sure. I, they just keep coming I I you mentioned earlier that you guys moved to Corpus Christi uh-huh. and so I I was the thought that came to my mind when you mentioned that was so you know when you moved there when you were there were you at that point were you thinking is that when you started realizing oh you know there there is a lot to offer in Wichita maybe I didn't know it or did you know it before you left no, that's a, did that's something a, change while you were in Corpus Christi? Um, I so a lot of kids growing up in Andover, and I think in Wichita in general, they just want to get out of town, and that's probably true for most places. They just want to get out of wherever you grew up and go experience or travel somewhere else. And so, yeah. I think my wife and I, my wife Candace and I, we always appreciated Wichita, but we were also in that same mindset, like 
let's go try something else. Let's experience something else. And kind of the grass is always greener. Um, but I think for the most part, we did appreciate it more than a lot of people. But once we left, um, I think, I mean, a huge part of it was both of our families were here. So being mm-hmm. whatever it is, 12 hours away via car, it's not easy to see your family. And so there's that part of it. But then just like the familiarity of, um, I mean, just being in Wichita and kind of knowing your way around town. And so, um, yeah, I think that definitely triggered some of that. Like, okay, we really do miss Wichita. And I think Wichita has a lot to offer and a lot of people take that for granted and we're excited to be back. Yeah. Yeah. I do think to some extent, I think you're right. I feel like it's maybe a rite of passage or something as you're growing up that you've got to go through that phase where you hate the place that you grew up Mm -hmm. and you want to get out. And then, yeah, uh, you figure out that there's a lot to offer pretty, you know, and, and every, every place has a lot to offer. So so, uh, so tell me if for our listeners who aren't from the Wichita area, tell me a little bit about some of the things that, that they should know about if they come to visit. Sure. Um, I think one thing that Wichita really has going for it lately is just the pride people do have in Wichita. Um, and so if you come to Wichita and you drive through, I mean, pretty much any area in Wichita, you're going to see a ton of this red and white flag. And so red, white, and blue flag. And so that's the Wichita flag. And so it kind of looks, people will say we ripped off the New Mexico flag a little bit, um, (laughs) but it has been the Wichita flag since like the thirties or something. Um, But in the, probably the last 10 years, um, the resurgence of that kind of pride and the, uh, it feels like Wichita is right on the verge of becoming something really cool. It is cool now, but like it's, right on the verge of like the tipping point. Um, it's the last 10 years, it feels like it's really just like kind of blowing up with Wichita state, um, revamping a lot of stuff with their innovation campus. Um, we just got a new $80 million baseball stadium downtown. Um, we have for people outside of Wichita, we have this giant convention center called century two that everyone kind of calls the spaceship because it's this big round building. And so the hot debate right now in Wichita is that should we tear it down and build something new? or should we just renovate it? And so um, currently we can't get certain shows um, like uh, traveling plays or Broadway type shows because it's too old and they can't accommodate a lot of the the sets. And so that's mm. a is like, okay, we could try to renovate this, but it's going to be probably more expensive than it would be to tear it down. Um, but it's just interesting to see like the different areas of Wichita and how they're growing. And like a lot of the buildings downtown are getting renovated and turning into different buildings. Um, and the entrepreneurial scene is huge in Wichita um, with a, a lot of startups, which several of um, kind of the CEOs or CTOs or whoever with those companies, um, I try to interview them because I think their stories are really interesting. But um, for instance, there's a company called Lawn Buddy, which is kind of like, I think they originally people pitched it as Uber for lawn care. Um, and it's one of the top 200 startups in the world or something like that. And so it's just, it's a lot of like random companies like that, that you'd never expect to be in Wichita. But, um, yeah, I, I personally, I love Wichita. We have the river that goes right down the middle of Wichita, um, which could probably be a little cleaner and we could do a little bit better of kind of highlighting that as part of our town. Um, but it's, it's a good time to kind of walk down by the river, which right at the kind of the convergence of the Arkansas river and the, uh, little Arkansas or Arkansas river, as people like to say around here, um, (laughs) is the keeper of the plains. And that's probably the biggest symbol of Wichita that you'll see anywhere. Um, and so it's a, uh, Indian statue with kind of its hands pointing towards the sky. 
and it's i don't know how tall it is like i don't know 30 foot 40 foot i have no clue uh, but it's it's a very big statue um that a lot of people go take pictures of take pictures with um at like nine o'clock at night when it's nice out and part of the year there's like a ring of fire that gets lit around it and so it's a really cool kind of iconic wichita thing um but i think a misconception about wichita is like there's a lot going on around here um that people don't really understand i guess yeah is the keeper of the plains is that fairly new how long has that been around um, i believe it was in the 80s um okay yeah, and so i can I believe, look it up yeah, but I'm pretty sure or up to... maybe 70s yeah 70s or 80s it's been around for quite a while okay so it's not like within the last five years it just no. feels like it feels like i've i've seen it a lot in the last five years and think, so it felt yeah. new to me but it's probably <laughs> just because of your instrument it's probably because of you. <laughs> it's honestly, maybe, because we post that probably more than anything. Um, but yeah, I think that's, again, is part of like the Wichita Pride deal. Like, um, yeah. I'm not, I mean, we're one of the bigger Instagrams in the Wichita area, but we're not the only one. But between the, again, between the flag and the keeper of the plains, like it just seems like everybody is super proud of those around here. And so everybody likes to yeah. share pictures of those or with those and on t-shirts. Yeah. It, so are there are there any non-COVID times, are there any like major festivals or anything that people should know about? Um, yeah. So the biggest one is the Wichita River Fest. And so that is end of May, early June, typically um, for about a week. And so that's I mean, it's again, like it says in the name River Fest. Um, it's right mm -hmm. around that Century 2 area um, that I was mentioning, that convention center. Um, but there's uh, at least one. I think there's a couple stages where they try to get like relatively big music acts like you'll recognize some of the names um there's obviously like all the fried food you could think of there's a uh, different <laughs> like river float competitions and stuff like that um like a zip line across the river um there's all kinds of fun stuff and it's it lasts about a week um and i think as part of that is kind of baked in um it's like a comic-con that week um and then oh. which is funny i was just listening to your, your comic-con episode um from last year sometime um, and then we have another, uh, outside of Riverfest, there's another Comic-Con festival, um, called Air Capital Comic-Con, which is typically in the fall. And so that's a lot of fun, um, just to see people get dressed up and do that kind of stuff. Um, and it, it's kind of hard to say, um, what the future is going to look like. Cause I think that's part of what's holding up the Century 2 discussion is because due to COVID, like what does the, what do conventions even look like moving forward? Mm -hmm. Are they going to be allowed? Is there going to be a cap on people? That kind of stuff. But um, oh. by far the biggest festival is Riverfest. Um, some of the smaller ones that have popped up lately, um, which last year was actually pretty big, but, um, there is one called Taco Fest. And so, um, I'm not sure if you've <laughs> ever heard of old Cowtown um, in Wichita, but Wichita was originally a cow town. And so there's a kind of a historical, um, type park that people can go check out like reenactments of some of the bat or some of the fights, um, like saloons and some of the old timey buildings and stuff like that. Um, so last year there was a, some people got together and they hosted taco fest at old Cowtown, And so there was probably 50 to a hundred vendors, um, that were selling tacos for a dollar. And then, um, there was like live music and all kinds of stuff, but there was probably, there had to be, seven to ten thousand people there and so that was a really oh my cool gosh event. it was it was awesome to see that many people show up but there's that one and then there's like smaller ones like uh like an Oktoberfest, um like beer fest type things um so there's a lot of smaller ones but by far the biggest is river fest 
and I'm I'm guessing that all of these would would be in your newsletter. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Starting to come up, so there is a plug for uh, sign up for the you. newsletter, and you'll be able to <laughs> take you. you'll be able to remember to because you know what happens is there's all these great festivals and things, and then you forget that you you know you your life gets in the way and like oh, on yeah. a Saturday you're out mowing the lawn and you're like, Oh man, it was taco fest weekend. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's why I try to stay on top of stuff and I'm glad people send me stuff. Cause I miss a lot. So yeah. Yeah. It's hard to keep up. There is so much going on. So then I'm going to transition into the get to know a Kansan episode. Now sure. I feel like we've already gotten to know, uh, gotten to know you a lot and, and, um, but so some of these questions we may have already covered, but sure. yeah, uh, you so you were born in Kansas and you grew up in Andover, right? Um, so I actually wasn't born in Kansas, so <gasps> I, was, you weren't. I was born in You're Omaha, an Nebraska. I am, I was, I lived in uh, <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska until I was about nine. Oh, okay, yep, and then and I then... moved to Andover, yep. But my parents okay. were both native Kansans, and so they moved, um, for one of my dad's jobs, um, before a year before I was born, and then we moved back when I was about nine or ten. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's, so we, I was, I was waiting to get to that. I knew that was coming. So, (laughs) um, so, so tell us a little bit. So we've talked a lot about Wichita. Tell us a little bit about Andover. So we, so we get it a little bit of press coverage. (laughs) Um, there, honestly, there's not like a ton to Andover. Um, I think our, our biggest thing that people move out to Andover for is the schools. Um, so there's Andover yeah. and then there's Andover Central, which is the newer school. Um, it started in about 2000 or 01. Um, and so I'm an Andover Central alum, a proud Jaguar. Um, but uh, yeah, it, we have, I believe they're in the, some of the top schools in the state or in the nation. Um, and so a lot of people move out from kind of Cedric County, Wichita area into Butler County um, to go to the Andover schools. Um, but outside of that, I mean, we have a few small restaurants and things like that. Um, I kind of, my family's claim to fame, um, throughout high school and then a few years in college before we sold it, but we started a popcorn store. And so, um, moving from Omaha, Nebraska, there was Vicks popcorn and it was right around the corner from us and it was the best. And there wasn't anything like that around Wichita. And so we started that in 2004, um, and then oh. we had to change the name, just some stuff with the corporate um, entity of VIX. And so we changed to the um, Andover Popcorn Company. And so um, we owned that again till for probably 10 years or so. And then my parents actually sold it to our very first employee, who was a high school girl when we first opened. Um, and she's, oh currently, she's currently running it in Wichita, and it's called the Popcorner. So that's that's Aww. kind of the the claim to fame. Um, it's no longer in Andover, but it started in Andover. But uh, yeah, I would say mainly um, kind of the high schools and the schooling system in Andover. Um, but yeah, that's that's home. All right. So what do you, we talked about this a little bit, but I'm going to ask it again sure. in case you have a, another a, a different answer. What do you think is the biggest misconception about Kansas? Um, about Kansas as a whole. Um, I, I think one thing that comes to mind is that people say it's like flatter than a pancake and a lot of it is, but I think those people need to take a drive kind of through the Flint Hills and see kind of how, I mean, obviously they're not huge, but like how beautiful the Hills are, um, and that it's not, I mean, straight flat, but, um, I, I just think the Flint Hills are beautiful. Um, but then also just that there's nothing to do in Kansas that it's all, I mean, you talk to somebody, um, I remember I was in like 
Detroit or somebody somewhere for a work trip. And the first thing people think of is like cornfields and the Wizard of Oz or something. And so it's like, okay, first of all, they're probably wheat fields. Corn is more Nebraska or (laughs) Iowa. Um, But two, Wizard of Oz, like most of that movie's not even in Kansas. It's in Oz. So I don't know how you get that. But um, it's just funny to think like when they think of fields, but then when my, when I think of Wichita or when I think of Kansas, it's like Wichita with like, we have a couple of big buildings. We've got the tallest building in Kansas and things like that. So um, I, and I just think that some people think there's nothing to do around here that we just sit in a field or whatever. Um, but there, there's a lot to do anywhere you go, especially in Wichita or just Kansas in general. Yeah. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows I'm a huge fan of the Flint Hills. But I'm going to make a shout out to you. Have you been to the Gypsum Hills? I have not, no. All right. You got to put it on your list. All right. Um, it's uh, south. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. It's south uh, west of you. I'm pretty okay. sure. <laughs> Do you know where um, Medicine Lodge is? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that southwest of you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Then I'm in the right it's the right area. So there's between Medicine Lodge and uh, Kiowa, not Kiowa County, Kiowa, the city. There's a highway that goes along there and I can't think of the number of it. But if you drive along that highway, it goes through the Gypsum Hills and it's amazing. I I might've driven through then because my mom was born in Kiowa (gasps) and my grandma still lives. My grandparents still live there. Really, we we for the uh, big Kansas road trip the the year that it was down there we stayed that's where we stayed was wow. our home base was in that's Kiowa. A small so. world, yeah. My parents or my grandparents still live there, and my mom grew up there. So oh wow, yeah. So everybody needs to check out Kiowa. Yeah, no, nobody well, knows where Kiowa is, so when everyone <laughs> whenever anyone recognizes it, it's it's funny. I have to say that. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So what is your favorite? either place or event to visit in Kansas outside of Wichita? Hmm, That's a good question. Um, I'd probably say Kansas city just because it's the kind of Wichita. I mean, some people think Wichita is a big city, but it's kind of like a small big city. And so it's nice to kind of get Mm -hmm. out. And again, Kansas city is not like New York or anything, but it's definitely bigger and there's a lot to do in, in Kansas city. Um, I have a lot of friends up there. And so it's, it's always fun to visit, whether it's going to like a Royals game or Chiefs game or um, I mean, some of that's technically probably in Missouri, but Kansas City in general is just a really cool area. I think I like visiting. Yeah, it's funny that you said that, because, of course, I'm in the Kansas City area. And um, so growing up, I was thinking as I was uh, thinking about our interview, I was thinking mm-hmm. it's funny because as I was growing up, I was always confused about because I, I live in Kansas City, right? Well, but Kansas City is a bunch of small towns that have all grown together. Right, yeah. So I was always confused about how could Wichita be bigger than Kansas City? How can it, Wichita be the biggest city in Kansas <laughs> when Kansas City's obviously bigger? And, you know, that's just when you're yeah. a kid, you just don't really get it all. And then I, it was even more confusing wait Topeka is the capital so the biggest city isn't even the capital it was very confusing confusing. (laughs) it's very confusing (laughs) so well yes next time you uh come to kansas city definitely stop by yeah absolutely (laughs) um all right so what is on your bucket list to do in kansas 
Um, I was thinking about this one. Um, I went a long time ago, like when I was younger, but uh, I'd like to go back and visit, but Coronado Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to go back there. And then one that I, I honestly didn't know about it until probably the last year or two. Um, and I think it just got the like um, designation as like a, I don't know if it's a national park or a state park or whatever, but like the little Jerusalem out West. Yeah. I haven't yeah. been out there. That looks really cool. I'd like to visit that sometime. Yep. Yeah, I, I I definitely recommend Coronado Heights and there's so there's a lot of stuff right around it. Like you right. can make you can easily make a, a weekend out of of Coronado Heights and um the Mushroom Rocks isn't too far from Coronado Heights and uh Lindsborg uh is a right. great town to stop in. I've been to Lindsborg, yeah. I have been there once, but I need to check yeah. out Coronado Heights. Yeah. What was the second one you said? Mushroom, mushroom something? Mushroom rocks is, rocks, okay. well, I say it's not too far from Coronado Heights and I have to be careful because, you know, that's all relative to people. Sure. My husband and I, my right. husband and I can very easily get in the car and, and end up in, we have actually gotten in the car in the morning with no idea where we were going and ended up in Omaha that night. And we were like, well, I guess we're staying here. <laughs> so, so distances, I, I have a little bit of a weird sense of distance, but I don't think it's that far. It's definitely all within one day. You can do it. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that is pretty close now that I think about it. I think you are right. And then what, who is your favorite Kansan from history? Ooh, it's a good one. I need to listen to some more of your podcasts to see what other people say. Um, <laughs> but I, I do have a couple off the top of my head. Um, either James Naismith, who invented basketball. Oh, um, nobody's ever said that. All right. That's a good one. Um, I don't know if he's originally from Kansas, but he was at the University of Kansas when he invented basketball. Um, and then Yeah, we claim him. Yeah, we do. Of course. <laughs> we have to. Um, and then maybe like John Brown. Oh, nobody's ever said that. Okay. That's a good one. I, I think he, he's on front of mind because um, one of our restaurants here in town, the Wichita Brewing Company, which is one of my favorite restaurants. So if you ever come by, you need to try their pizza. Um, but their logo is John Brown holding two pints of beer with his arms extended. It's like a famous mural, but they like modified it to like him holding <laughs> pints of beer. And so that comes to mind. But I think it was just really cool. Um how strongly he held to his beliefs. And I'm probably butchering some of this because it's been since high school, since I studied him or whatever, but um, how like as an abolitionist, how against slavery he was, um, which was, I mean, obviously it was a huge issue back then, um, but how, how strongly he stuck to his roots and like was willing to fight for that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I love it. I like adding people. I like adding new people to the list. So Good, I'm glad. What have other people said? Um, oh, geez. Amelia Earhart. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Now I've got to pretend like I know Kansas really history. Hard, yeah. um, Amelia Earhart, um, uh, John Stuart Curry. Okay. Um, he's an artist. Um, uh, Eisenhower, of course, from Abilene. Of course, yeah. I'm trying to think who else. I know there have been others, um, but nobody's coming to mind. It, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I was thinking about Wichita history. And like you, I have a day job. Um, <laughs> I work for a software company. And, and so my natural kind of tendency is business oriented. You know, business oriented is what I consider fun, I guess. 
and I was thinking about the history of Wichita and how much mm -hmm. uh, business, well, you mentioned that there's a big entrepreneurship there now, but I don't think it's new. I mean, if you think about, oh, not at all. Yeah. you know, Pizza Hut was started there. Yep. I, I think, wasn't White Castle started there? White Castle, we don't have a White Castle now, but it was started here, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I've eaten at a Pizza Hut in Stratford-upon-Avon, England, and it was started in Wichita. So, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like there are, there are businesses and of course, all of the, um, everything to do with the air aircraft industry was, has been huge there, oh, but, yeah. but other things too. And, and so, um, there is a, a, a large amount of history in Wichita, maybe just not the kind of history that you not naturally think about, Right. You know, it's more on the business side of history. And that's just probably because I'm familiar with it, because that's what I, you know, my natural tendency or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Um, so now you got me thinking, I'm going to do an episode about uh, the history of business. In yeah, I think there's there's a lot of stuff that people don't realize was started here or was a huge thing. I mean, I think the obvious one, like you mentioned, is just like we're the, or we were, or I think it's still in our nickname, but we were the air capital of the world. And so World War II and that kind of thing, a lot of those planes and um, war planes were de developed and kind of made here in Wichita. And so it's really cool to hear some of that kind of stuff. A lot of those companies are still around here. But yeah, again, um, some of those different restaurants are started here. There's just a, a lot that people don't realize was started here. Yeah, yeah. Well, Landon, thank you so much for uh, talking with me today about Wichita. It's been a really interesting conversation. I've learned a lot, and I learn a lot every time I listen to your podcast. So uh, before we close out here, why don't you tell everybody about, you know, where they can find out more about you, all your socials and et cetera, so that yeah. they can follow, for sure, follow you on Instagram and sign up for your newsletter. Yeah, absolutely. So social media. Um on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is just at Wichita Life, I-C-T. Um, and so that's I-C-T is the airport code, if anyone's wondering what that means. Um, but yeah, at Wichita Life, I-C-T, or our podcast is the Wichita Life Podcast on um, wherever you listen to podcasts, YouTube, um, Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, etc. So um, we do have a, a kind of a website or a blog. It's just wichitalifeict.com. And you can find everything else there and sign up for the newsletter there. Great. Thank you so much. This was really uh, a lot of fun. I appreciate yeah, you, you uh, joining me. Yeah, thank you so much. I, it was a lot of fun and hopefully we can do this again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you again to everyone that listened to this episode of the Wichita Life Podcast. If you enjoyed, please rate and review our podcast on whatever app you use. If you have any recommendations, please reach out at wichitalifeict at gmail.com. Thanks again.